I will take five minutes and I will go stand outside with the chickens. Chickens are the most relaxing things to hang out with because they're just there being chickens. And it's hard to think about all the troubles of the world and all of my problems at work when I have this example of chickens just being chickens and living their little chicken moments. Welcome to D&D Dads, an advice show where two dads answer your role-playing questions. I'm your dad, Brennan Taylor, and I'm a masterful procrastinator. I'm your dad, J.R. Blackwell, and I like to play the times I stuck my foot in my mouth on repeat before I go to sleep at night. So what is your big dad energy this week, JR? Well, Brennan, I think my <laughs> big dad energy is that I've started running the vacuum at night um, before my baby goes to sleep. When she's in the bath, we have to run the vacuum because she hates the sound of the vacuum um, when she's awake and in its presence. But we have to run the vacuum because she's three and as a natural consequence of being three, she scatters crumbs like a crumb fairy through the day. <laughs> and, if we just, and, so, and so at night, I have to, every night, I'm, I'm there with the vacuum, uh, running, the, running the vacuum. Oh, boy. Or, or my wife is running the vacuum, but vacuuming happens every night. <laughs> ah, fun. Yeah. I, so what, vacuuming happens every week or so at our house. <laughs> beautiful. That just does. That's so beautiful. <laughs> so what's your big dad energy for this week? Well, I'm going through selling my house. Uh, I don't live in it. So that's one headache that I don't have. But it turns out it's a very dad intensive activity. Uh, you have to deal with multiple calls to contractors and people coming to fix things all the time. Uh, it's, it's a real, uh, it's a real ordeal to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to be grateful when it's done. Yeah. I mean, it's under contract, so it's kind of sold, but not, but not really sold, which is how that works. It's one of those liminal solds. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, I have the pleasure of introducing our guest dad this week, Kevin Sonny. Kevin is a technology professional, media producer, chicken dad, and the host of the podcast, Productivity Alchemy. Hi, Kevin. Hi. I'm just uh, tickled to be here. <laughs> Thanks Welcome for to the coming. show. So um, as, as, a, as a dad on multiple levels and a gamer, uh, being both a dad to human children and chickens, um, it's it's a it's a true pleasure to have you here, uh, but you must have a uh, big dad energy for the week. And and I do. I'm preparing for babies. <gasps> it is. Babies? Yeah, it's coming up on hatching season, and <gasps> I have a date for baby chickens. So I've had to do you know that dad thing where you have to start preparing the room and preparing yes. the space and and all that stuff. So uh, this weekend was installing fencing and making the chicken yard bigger and start to get everybody in place so that the mama hen hopefully um, mm -hmm. she'll be adopting right i'm getting day old chicks and i have to get her in the mood to raise chicks that's called broody and so i'm trying to get 
everything ready so that I can start the process of turning her from I am, you know, queen chicken to I am monster mama chicken and you will not touch my babies. And, uh, and so if I can time it just right, just right, she will raise the 10 baby chicks I have on order for me and I won't have to have baby chickens in my house this year. This is so exciting for me personally because I follow you on Twitter. So I am now excited for the the future where I get uh, baby chick content. I think you just need to give your Twitter handle right now so that people can yeah, get on no, it. Yeah, no, no. It's um, K-S-O-N-N-E-Y. And there's a daily chicken picture, and there will be baby chicken pictures, I'm sure, as as they start to grow up. Uh, I am probably, I just got in a new camera. Um, I do a live stream of my chickens all day long, just a camera pointed out at the yard they like to hang out in. And so I've got a new camera to go inside the coop where the babies should be so they can be like observed growing up with big mama um uh buffy yeah cool kevin i think you've already made this one of our top 10 shows (laughs) (laughs) so thank you so this question for the this week um and i I thought you would be the perfect person for this because of your podcast Uh is how do you stay productive with a hobby during stressful times? The, the truth is, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I actually have several hobbies going on. I've got the chickens. I've got uh, D&D. I'm involved with a volunteer organization. And sometimes, yeah, in addition to my day job, it can get really stressful and hectic. And part of it is to take the time to give yourself time right? Not just like, oh, well, I'm going to write down, here's the block of time I'm going to be playing D&D every week, or here's the block of time where I have the board meeting for the volunteer organization. Um, But to also like take a block of time and say, this is for me, this is only for me, and I'm just going to let everything else go. The the whole self-care concept. Uh, you hear a lot about self-care, and people are like, oh, yes, I do yoga every day. No, I don't. I don't. Not, not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I go for a run. I take a walk. Uh, you know, okay, sure. I will take five minutes, and I will go stand outside with the chickens. Chickens are the most relaxing things to hang out <laughs> with because they're just there being chickens. And it's hard to think about all the troubles of the world and all of my problems at work when I have this example of chickens just being chickens and living their little chicken moments. That's amazing. Yeah, I I think that's one of the things I do have trouble with in these, uh, you know, when I'm super busy is taking time for myself because I always feel guilty when I'm doing it. And and you're not alone, right? I mean, that's the, the thing with all the people I've talked to, with the letters I get for the show, you're not alone. A lot of people are struggling with this right now. And there was, I think, early on, about this time last year, maybe a a little later, somebody came out with this post that said, if you aren't using this quarantine to start five new side hustles and this, that, and the other, then you're just wasting your time. And I want to find that person and strangle them. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're just adding more stress to an already stressful situation, right? We've had to go through a lot. We've had to adapt to not being able to see our friends. We've had to adapt for those of us who are fortunate enough to still have our jobs working from home. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and then there's 
uh, the people who are considered essential workers who still have their jobs, but they're putting their health at risk every day. That is incredibly stressful. And yeah, you come home and you're like, I just need some me time. And then you feel guilty because, all right, I've been in my office all day and I haven't really spent any time with the kids. Or <laughs> my kids don't live here anymore, so it's great <laughs> on that one. Uh, but... <laughs> You know, like the dishes need to be done and this, and you feel guilty for not doing the things around the house. That's okay, right? Do what you have to do to keep things running and then take a bath. Walk outside into your backyard if you have one or your balcony or, you know, the nearest window. Stick your head out and just listen and breathe for a while. Just It is the hardest freaking thing in the world to do sometimes. <laughs> but the the... The, the concept around it is five minutes will make a difference, right? If you're mm -hmm. lucky and you have, like, every night, I, I've started to do a wind down at night, right? How many people do I know, and I know I've been guilty of this, they've spent all day at work, they're exhausted, they've done what they, you know, they're going to do for housework or, or whatever they need to do. The kids are in bed. I've done all this. It's just like, I'm exhausted. And then right. you sit on your phone and you scroll for an hour. Yeah. Or two or three. And that just continues to amp it up. I've like, I have an alarm that on my phone now that says, okay, it's wind mm. down time. Right. I track my sleep because if I don't track my sleep, I don't get anywhere near enough sleep. It really is a thing. And at that wind down time, it's like, okay, now I'm going to put all the screen stuff down, turn off the TV. I might read my book. Right, I have, I have a Kindle, not like the the tablet tablet, but uh, this is an Oasis, I think, like an Oasis or a paper white, something with the e-ink screen that isn't going to be gloss and bright lights and blinky kind of stuff. And I, I just I read, or we have kittens now, so sometimes I have to sit there for ten <laughs> minutes. Mm -hmm. Right, you know, some just just even that little bit of disconnection will give you sleep better. You can be more productive with these other things because grumpy, you're not thinking straight. It makes everything else hurt. So I think you're bringing up a really good point about self-care and um, how to bring the stress levels down. And I'd like to talk a little bit about staying like the the productivity part because you know I do my hobbies because they bring me joy and they bring me pleasure. But I've noticed with added stress levels, like. I'm just a little more scattered recently. So, you know, it, it feels like when I go to say, do my hobby, like I have a hobby where I um, remake some of my, I give my daughter's toys some makeovers. Um, and I'm just sometimes a little scattered when I get to the table, like I don't know where to begin or I can't remember where I left off. And I think part of that is the, just the stress level we're at. And that is, uh, absolutely true. I have I the, I do Lego sets now, right? Mm. This big expansive Lego sets, and and part of when I start is yeah, my brain is all over the place, right? Part of it is starting to get yourself in that mindset and that and I'm not going to say gathering your thoughts, but having something just mechanical for me to do where it's like okay. Yes, I'm scattered, but there's step one. There's a picture of step one of the two pieces I have to put together, mm -hmm. right? And then step two and step three, and we will not talk about how many steps Darth Vader's <laughs> castle took. Right? Oh. Four hours. Four hours. <laughs> By the time I was done, I felt great because I've completed this thing. Um, so I, you know, I've I've done something start to finish. That's one of the big things, right? I'm not 
picking up in the middle. Um, and some of that comes down to pre-planning, like, okay, uh, I want to do X, Y, and Z, so let's today let's do X part one, right? So here's a start, and here's a defined stop. So you have much more of a defined start at the other end, right? When you can get back to it, or the next day, or, or whatever your time mm -hmm. is for doing it. If you have this, just this big pile of, I want to remake these five toys, right? you know, maybe just a little bit, a little bit, this sounds terrible for a hobby, but it's true, a little bit of planning ahead, or maybe mm -hmm. today's, you know, today's the day I'm going to sit down and I'm going to figure out what pieces I'm going to do in order, so that I know next time, piece one, right? I'm going right. To, to make over this doll and start to finish, or, you know, that one will be done. Right. right, and then I'm not worried about. Well, I've got three in progress, and it'll be hard. Not gonna lie, because you'll you'll look at it. You go, I'm kind of bored with this one, mm -hmm. and you'll want to go to another one. Maybe that's fine. Maybe you're like, okay, I'm gonna set this aside. And I'm going to come back to it later. But even just writing down a little list of like, here's the order I think I want to do it in. Put that list in pencil. Right, erase it, change it. Like, oh, well, you know what? I don't feel like doing um, the wallpaper in the dollhouse I've been remaking, which, mm -hmm. by the way, was a, an amazing project that you have done. <laughs> right? Thank you. But, you know, maybe I don't feel like doing the wallpaper today. Today, I feel like painting little tables. Great. Right. I'll paint little tables. As long as you've got a list of, of like, here are the things I want to get done, it sounds a little bit like a chore list but it's like any other thing any other project any other thing you want to hit the end of take the big thing and break it down into little things because it's easier to say i have completed three little things than to look at this big thing and go oh man i hardly got any there's so much left to do yeah you know it, it sounds like a lot of it is simplifying and remaining flexible um, and, and kind of forgiving yourself if you can't do the same amount that you used to. And to, and? Loop, it, to loop it back into the D&D &D and the gaming. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, when you're planning out a game as a, as a GM, mm -hmm. you know, I've been running this game for... <laughs> All right, let's not do math, but it's more than 10 years. <laughs> okay. Right? With, okay. This, with this group of people. Love um, it. And... I have this grand idea of what this long-term plot is going to be, but it's going to take years. The last storyline we put together took something like eight years to get through. And 90% of it was improvised because I, I knew where I was starting. I knew where I wanted to go, but I didn't know any of the steps in between. So it was a lot of week to week. Do I want to move the story forward? Do I want to just do a quick one-off? Just I did it encounter by encounter, level by level, just letting the story kind of flow now i know there are people out there who are storytellers and you know who you are <laughs> who want to sit down and write the outline and highlight all the points and figure out where the story beats are going to go and that's great you're a planner that's great in terms of my storytelling much much like um my, my wife who's a writer and several of my writer friends i'm what we call a pantser mm. And that is, I tend to tell my stories, at least in games, I'm flying by the seat of my pants. <laughs> uh-huh. Right? Yeah. I, 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 I have a start. I have an end. I just have to figure out week to week what the little steps are that are going to get me one step closer to where I want that story to go. Or, 
because of my players, where the players want the story to go. Right? I might have a grand design, and I might be tweaking it constantly because my players don't want to maybe end up where I'm taking them. Mm. And the most important thing when you're a GM is the players. What there's, you know, what are their goals? What do they want to do? And how do you tune it? You know, I tune every week. Um, so no, I'm not gonna. You, if I showed you a notebook and said, "Here's my campaign plan for the next five years," it's a whole bunch of blank paper. Huh. <laughs> But I but I like that philosophy of being you know responsive and reactive uh, to your players and and what and what they're looking for and the story that they're co-telling with you. I think you inadvertently just answered a question from one of our first season from our first season, <laughs> yeah. which was how do you keep a game going for a really long time? Um, because there was that question there. So. <laughs> Congratulations for answering two questions in one episode. <laughs> I see I'm being extra efficient here. Yeah. Extra efficient. That's right. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> 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 two seasons, one dad. Boom. <laughs> I do what I can. I do what I can. Yeah. So the, the next part of our show is we uh, give out recommendations um, where we talk about something we like. Uh, so this week, I'd like to recommend this podcast called Dungeon Not Included. It's an actual play podcast by done, done by some really brilliant, funny people. <laughs> anyway, they start, just started a new game called Vampires in Vegas. So you can either go back in time and listen to their entire run of Bulldogs, or you can get in on the ground floor of a new game. Either way, it's great fun. I've been having a lot of fun listening to their new campaign. That's great. Do you have a recommendation? Yes, <laughs> I do have a recommendation. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about one of my favorite games, uh, The One Ring uh, RPG, which is uh, set in the world of uh, The Lord of the Rings. And mm -hmm. it is an, a very interesting uh, age-spanning adventure of exploration and journeying and fighting back evil. Uh, all the things that I, the themes that I love from Tolkien, and uh, it's coming out with a new edition this year. The new edition may actually be fundraising by now, whenever this podcast comes out. <laughs> but I'm super excited for this new edition to see how they sort of update the game that I already like. So, Kevin, do you have a recommendation for this week? Uh, I have what I would say is two with a Ooh. similar theme. Yes. Okay. Um, the first, and I know it's been getting some buzz, and I don't know how much you, the listeners will have heard about it, but there is an incredibly dark, incredibly hardcore game called Morkborg, which is based mm. around the concepts of essentially uh, Nordic metal. It is a Nordic metal medieval role-playing game with... It's dark. It's beautiful and it makes my little goth heart sing <laughs> love it if if that's too dark for you there is also mall goths versus visigoths <laughs> where yes. it is a you are in a 90s mall and the visigoths have invaded but it's not a violent invasion it is sort of economics so there are visigoth shops and there's hot topic and Damage is not taken in terms of blood and whatever, but in things like sadness points. 
very <laughs> very 90s goth um aesthetically it sings to my nostalgic heart for when i was a, a late 80s early 90s goth kid myself in the local mall right uh but that one is has a lot of potential to be funny and to be very very creative morkborg also very very creative but man is it grim in the most beautiful way possible um if you're into that sort of thing if you like grim dark and you like dark nordic metal you're really gonna like morkborg if not yeah go see go to the mall <laughs> i love that you gave us two options here i think that i think that's great uh, <laughs> and thanks for coming on the show kevin oh absolutely any time at all just give me a shout i'll come back <laughs> You've been listening to D&D Dads, a role-playing game advice show for everyone at the table, the parlor, or the dungeon. I've been your dad, Brennan Taylor. And I've been your dad, J.R. Blackwell. Send your questions to askyourdads at gmail.com for advice about playing, running, or writing a role-playing game. Because if we don't know the answer, we know someone who does. This show is dedicated to our friend, Morgan Ellis. Hush now, darling, dry your eye It's not forever goodbye There's no reason to be sad Come join us next time here on D&D Dads D&D Dads is hosted by Brennan Taylor and J.R. Blackwell and produced by Seamus Ronan. Our original theme music was written and performed by Kate Nix. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at D&D Dads. Rate and review us on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. You can support the podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash askyourdads. Send us your questions at askyourdads at gmail.com.